0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
1: Welcome to the Project Life Mastery podcast. I'm Stephan James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place.
2: Welcome and let's begin. Hey everyone, this is Stefan and Tatiana and today we're gonna be answering your questions so that you guys can get to know us more on a personal level. This is a couple's Q&A video. Uh, You guys have sent in your questions through Instagram about what you guys wanna get to know about us on a more personal level. And we've got here those questions in this hat. We're gonna pull them out and we're each gonna answer the questions that you guys sent us. Now we've already done this a few months ago in Hawaii and we already answered a lot of the most common questions that you guys have about us. And so if you want to get to know us even beyond these questions here, I'll link below in the description to that video on my channel and on Tatiana's channel. If you wanna get to know how we met each other and questions like that, we've already kind of covered a lot of that that uh, you guys can watch. In the previous video mm-hmm. but we thought it'd be fun to do this video because there's a lot of demand to do it again and you guys consume our content we share a lot of advice a lot of things that have helped us in our lives but you don't really get to know us on a personal level so this is kind of a glimpse and a preview in our personal lives and what you'd kind of get to know if you were friends with us or spent a lot of time with us so we thought it'd be fun to give you guys that preview so
3: yes yeah, so we this is actually gonna be a two-part series So you can watch this, uh, finish this video here, and then part two is gonna be on my channel. So we're gonna continue it. uh, So you can watch part two, we'll link that in the description box below. You can continue watching, we're gonna continue answering questions, but we decided to just break it up so that the videos aren't too, too long and you can consume them on both of our channels.
2: There's a lot of great questions, so we'll try to answer as many as we can. So you wanna go first? Yeah,
3: sure, okay. So where do you want to settle down one day and why?
2: yeah so we've had a plan for a while now to move to the US uh, The original plan was to move to California that was always on my vision board when I you know before I met Tatiana and planned out my life and uh, where I want to live one day and you know I, reason why I chose California is because I love the weather I love the you know the, the beach life and, and just kind of the lifestyle that you can have down there. Um, however, more recently, we've changed that to potentially Scottsdale, Arizona. So right now, we're actually in the process of immigrating to the U.S., um, but unfortunately, right now, it's very difficult because the the, the, embassy, the U.S. embassies in Canada and other parts of the world have been closed due to COVID, and so um, there are delays, and it's going to take longer than what we expected to, but... Um, our plan currently, which could change over the next year, and you know, once things do happen, but we really like Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, we like being close to Vancouver, Canada, because we still plan to spend summer times in Vancouver. We love Vancouver. We think that during summertime, when the weather's nice, it's one of the best cities in the world. It's just that most of the year it's raining and cold and overcast, and you know, we try to often try times try to get away from that. So uh, for us, our Our dream and our goal is to settle down in Scottsdale, get a a property here in Vancouver in the city so we can have the city life as well. And then we're also planning, you know, currently it could change, but we want to get a vacation home in Hawaii, a beachfront um, property there too that's part of our long-term vision. So, um, yeah, that's kind of why we chose. We we, we primarily like to avoid the cold and the rain, and so that's why we've chosen those destinations. And you kind of get different climates. You get the desert, you get... You know, Vancouver, um, the city lifestyle downtown. And then you get the beachfront, tropical paradise in Hawaii.
3: Hmm. Yeah, it yeah. answers that. Your okay.
2: Turn. What is your least favorite thing about each other? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Ooh>.
2: Be nice.
3: <laughs> okay, well, um, Stefan loves efficiency. And if he feels like he is late to be somewhere for an appointment or, say, a flight or anything like that, anything where there's a schedule, he likes to be, like, on time for him is, like, 10 minutes early, maybe 20 minutes early. (laughs) So for me, on time is, like, on time. Like, I do like to be on time, but I mean, like, on time. And uh, so when he feels like we're running behind, he can, like, get really frustrated and... Yeah, kind of like an asshole sometimes. (laughs) Like a bit grumpy and um, yeah, like I just, yeah, it's hard sometimes.
2: Yeah, no, I can see that for sure. And I've, you know, I've been aware of that and trying to improve it. But for me, uh, yeah, no, I can definitely, I definitely agree with that. And I'd say, you know, to counter that. The, the question was the least favorite thing? Yeah. I'd say with you, it's um, taking too long to get ready or to, 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 to get somewhere because I like, I like to plan things. I like to be efficient. I like to make sure, okay, if we're gonna need to be here at this time, then I anticipate, okay, this is how long it's gonna take there and things like that. And then sometimes you are still getting ready. Or for me, like when I say I'm ready, like I'm ready. I'm ready to go at the door. And then I'll say, are you ready? And she'll say, yes. But for you, ready means there's still all these other things that you have to do. <laughs> and so I get a little bit frustrated with that. And I, I need to do a better job anticipating and planning you know, what your level of ready is. And I think actually it's not necessarily a bad thing because I've kind of reframed it where yeah. I think this is like one of the gifts of the feminine. You know, You're very feminine. And yeah. I love your feminine energy. And I love you know it takes longer because you want to look good or you want to make sure you have everything that you need in your purse or whatever it is and instead of looking at as a negative I can look at that as a positive and that's actually an incredible gift that you bring to the day-to-day and the relationship and things like that too so while it is like something that it's like a least favorite thing at times at the big picture I can really appreciate it
3: yeah you can do that about anything right? any yeah. any quality in your partner that you despise or don't like, you can just reframe it and just see like there's always there's always a gift in it. and one thing that I've learned is that you know masculine and feminine, what are like understanding the differences between masculine and feminine instead of just trying to make everyone the same. Right. I think there's value in understanding the differences because it's only once you understand those differences that you can actually. Um, develop a level of appreciation for them and a a level of understanding and see how they complement each other. Like, the masculine and feminine tend to complement each other in many ways. And, And, yeah, it's great. Like, I can also see the gift in him wanting to be on time, meaning being ahead of time. Like, there's a gift in that as well and seeing, like, how that can benefit me. So you can always find something, which is good. For
2: sure, yeah. And I'd say, you know, it's also an opportunity to, like... Um, look at why this person is reacting this way and why they're behaving that way because for me you know you can still be efficient but it doesn't mean that I have to react and get frustrated and really what that is is just fear it's just fear about oh my gosh if I don't get there on time or if it doesn't go this way according to plan what does that mean it means that man we're going to miss this appointment or you know I don't want to Um, I don't want to, you know, leave this other person waiting and, you know, it's just disrespectful to them. It's all some sort of meaning that I've created from that. And so for me, it's learning also how to just accept at times being late and being okay with that. I don't want to make that a habit, but, you know, not having the attachment to having to be somewhere on this time exactly. Because there are things that do happen outside of our control. And it's also an opportunity just to like you know as as times where you're frustrated with me and i'm frustrated with you it's an opportunity to just accept the person and love them and just understand why they are behaving this way and that yeah. they're not their behavior people are not their behavior it's just that's the pattern that people run when they're in pain when they're suffering when they're stressed when they have anxiety whatever it might be so you can you know it's a good opportunity i think to not be triggered and love your, your partner yeah. and have patience oh, and with them. And
3: that's the thing is that whenever something about you frustrates me, it's just a great way to take a mirror and look at myself in the right. mirror and just reflect and just be like, hey, why is that a trigger? Why am I upset right now? Why can't I just let that go? Sure. Right. So yeah. it's always there's always a learning opportunity in yeah, anything like
2: that. For sure, yeah. All right, okay. let's move on.
3: Okay, how many hours did you work when you were first starting your business? Ooh.
2: Yeah, for me, um, a lot. (laughs) I mean, my first business I started, um, it was when I was 21 years old. It was called Lifestyle Transformations. It was a coaching business in Vancouver, a speaking and coaching business. And I was working full-time, and then my evening times, that's when I worked on my business. And I had a goal that I was going to launch this business January 1st. And so I had several months beforehand that I was working on it in the evening times because January 1st, I was going to go full on in my business, I was going to quit my job, go 100% in, and so I had a sense of urgency, because for me, that deadline of like when I was going to quit and go 100% on my business, that was a huge motivator for me, that I need to get my shit together now, I have this many months, and I better figure it out, I better be making enough money at this point, because at that point, I'm, I'm giving my notice, and so for me, I was working evenings, I remember getting a website done through odesk.com, which is now upwork.com, mm-hmm. And I had hired it someone in India, and I was like up middle of the night, communicating with this web designer in India, so that because that was the only time they're online to get my website created. So that was my first business, uh, and then my online business, which was when I was like twenty three years old. I'd say there's like kind of at first there's a little bit casual, but when I got serious about it, I, I was working honestly like. Man, I want to say like 16 hours a day, like something crazy like that because um, I, I've i also, one thing I've learned about myself is I am very comfortable being in isolation. I'm very comfortable just being in front of the computer for hours and hours and hours because I used to play video games and be addicted to play 16 hours a day video games. So I've kind of, that kind of suited my personality a little bit. I had more of that tendency. And so it's very easy for me just to get, you know, working on something and just have the whole day go by working morning till night and just be immersed into it. And uh, at times when I was traveling, like when I went to Southeast Asia to Thailand, Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam to build my business, I was just no social life, no fun, no hanging out with people. I remember living, uh, staying in hostels and sharing a room with like 12 other people in bunk beds, they're all in party mode in like Koh Samoy, Thailand. And I'm like on the top bunk working on my online business into like late hours of the night. They're coming home drunk, wasted. But I was just so committed that I just believe the more that I put in, the more I'd get out of it. How long do I want this to take? I could either have this drag on for years and years and years and create success or I can create my success in the next year, the next two years, if I really commit, immerse myself now and pay that price, I can get there sooner. And the sooner that I get there, the sooner that I can enjoy my life and and prosper from it. So it wasn't the healthiest. It's very challenging. But I was in a position where I was desperate. I was all in. I was going to do whatever it took. I didn't care what it took. I was going to put in the time for it. So that, that was at the beginning stages for me. um, Because a big part of it too was like I was really frustrated a lot of the time that I wasn't seeing success. And the more frustrated that I got of having months go by not seeing success in my business, the more motivated that I became. The more I was like, I must not be doing enough affirmations every day. I must not be You know, applying what I'm learning here, I must not be this, I must not be that, I would just continue to double down more and more and and commit myself more when I wasn't seeing the success that I wanted to, so it just made me, um, the frustration, the pain of not seeing success just made me put in even more, yeah.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, I think that for anyone starting a business, there is that grind stage in the business the the startup phase, you know it's like you have to put in the time and the effort, and um I don't know anyone who started a business without dedicating a lot many, many hours to uh, making it happen. so for myself, when I started my business, um I would say like. You know, first I started part-time so I was, I was a university student and I was also working part-time so most of my hours in the day were consumed either by attending school, doing homework or working uh, on my job, at my job. And then any additional time I had I was working on my business. So I, was, I started maybe like a couple hours a day and then eventually when i quit my job and when i dropped out of school then i went full time into my business and when that happened that's when i started to really um like yeah invest the hours so it was it wasn't just 8 hours a day there were days that were 10 hours there were days that were 14 hours and there were days that were 16 hours and it was it was a hustle it was a grind and it the challenge was trying to balance that with also having a relationship and trying to thrive in a relationship. Um, so I would come and see Stefan on the weekends. We never lived together. And then the weekdays, I would just like, really, we'd both be working on our own thing and then we'd just hang out on the weekends. And that, that worked for quite a long time. We did that. Um, but yeah, there is definitely it was it was a lot of effort. But you know, you, I always like to tell people that you know it shouldn't be like that forever. You know, the idea of you know starting a business is that yes, in the beginning you have to expect that there's going to be blood, sweat, and tears. You can't just expect it to be easy um, because it usually isn't. Uh, but eventually, what you want to do is you need to, you want your business to get to a certain point where you don't have to invest that much time into it or that much energy. You want to set up a foundation where um, you know the business is is able to function without you working on it. Ten hours a day, sixteen hours a day, and if that's not the case, then you got to take a hard look at your business and see what you did wrong or where things could be better optimized. You maybe need better systems in place. Maybe you need to make some hires uh, because otherwise, you're always going to be a business operator and never a business owner. And the key, the goal, is to always become the business owner um, so that you can actually have time away from your business.
2: Yeah, and I'd say you know even once we had achieved success in our business in some cases we were working more or even harder than we were at the beginning because, and it wasn't necessarily out of desperation like it was for me originally, but it was more like,
3: Opportunity demand. There's
2: like, there's so much opportunity to demand. Like, you know, for us, when we're building our business, it just started becoming so time consuming yeah. also because we didn't have those systems. Right. Yeah. Like I'm doing the customer support. Yeah. I'm posting on social media. I'm creating videos. I'm managing my inventory. I'm doing this. I'm like, you're just doing so much. And it just kind of grows into this, this monster, so it's a great problem to have because your business is like blowing up or there's just so much great opportunity to make money that you can't say no to it. Um, so that's why I mentioned in the other video we did, which we'll link to below, um, just for me, it's just like one of my most important habits is like getting away from the computer, getting away, because I I can get addicted to it, like you can too, like you can get yeah. so consumed in that world of business and marketing and making money and, and it can be fun, but it can take you away from like actually living life and having the freedoms that your business provide for you yeah. so it's a balance of it yeah, but and I
3: think some people have a really hard time um, getting themselves to do work but for us it's like we can easily get into workaholic mode yeah uh, we both we like to work on projects we like to make progress we value growth growth is really high value for us and uh, our our when it comes to our values and so part of our growth is is growing your business right it's like the ultimate project so it's easy for us to spend a lot of time in that yeah
2: okay so let's move on
3: when are you planning to have kids
2: (laughs) (laughs) uh well we would have had kids by now if it was not for the pandemic it's kind of delayed some of our plans that we shared but pretty soon we're going to be trying and hopefully all goes well with that so We're very excited. That's something that we've been wanting to do for a while now is to move on and start a family. And uh, we feel like we've got a lot of the traveling out of the way, which is part of our plan to be digital nomads and travel. And not, not that you can't travel when you have kids, you absolutely can, but there's certain trips and travels and experiences that Um, We might not have done if we did have kids so Mm -hmm. we feel we kind of plan things out in a way that we wanted to travel enjoy the lifestyle that our business can provide for us and then uh, Settle down and transition into that. So um, Yeah, soon we're gonna be making some attempts this year
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, hopefully everything goes well. Yeah, everything will be Happening for a reason.
2: Okay, so the next one is if you're sitting in front of a TV. What's on the screen? (laughs)
3: So um, for Stefan, I'm going to tell them what it is for you. and You can tell them what it is for me. Okay. So for Stefan, if he's in front of a TV or a computer, then he's watching the basketball highlights or he's watching the talk show where they talk (laughs) about, they gossip about basketball and all of the basketball players. What's it called?
2: It's it's either ESPN First Take or Undisputed on Fox. Yeah, yeah. Other sports fans probably know what I'm talking yeah. about.
3: He's a big sports, you're a big basketball, basketball guy. Yeah. But yeah, that, that talk show where they're always debating. debating is just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, definitely a talent, it's a skill, I hear what they're saying, it's like, yeah, it's good that you can always come up with something, but it, it's basically like equivalent to the Real Housewives for women. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, for you, that's actually really tough. Because you don't have really something like that. I
3: wish I had a, sh- a go I, I would
2: say you're either, I mean, when you're on the computer, oh, Okay, this is for TV, right? TV
3: or, yeah, like, or watching TV on Netflix or something.
2: Um, I don't know. I don't
3: watch TV unless it's with you. Yeah. We only watch TV I mean, if you're
2: together. on a computer, it's, like, work, maybe shopping, um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really what watch it, what TV. It would, yeah.
3: No, I don't have anything that I watch.
2: Yeah. I mean, we, we do what, like watching. I think was it the last video we shared some of the series or is it this video?
3: No, it was the last Q&A. Yeah,
2: so the other Q&A that we just did that's on Tatiana's channel. If you click the description there, we talk about our favorite uh, TV series that we watched recently that you guys can learn more about.
3: <laughs> what has been the most powerful personal development experience of your life?
2: Yeah, so I did a video on this sharing BioCybernaut, and uh, that's on my channel. I think the title of the video is The Most Powerful Self-Development Experience of My Life. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that was doing uh, seven days of alpha brainwave training, 10 to 14 hours a day in Sedona, Arizona at the BioCybernaut Institute. I talk more about that experience in the video, but that was probably one of the best ones because you're... you're fully immersed. Any any transformation that I've had and most people have is when you're in immersion. It's like you don't really experience a transformation just reading a book. 10 pages a day. So when you immerse yourself in an environment, you're doing the deep, deep, deep work, and especially over seven days where your ego's coming up, wants to take you out of it, I'm tired, I wanna go to the bathroom, I can do this later. It's trying to avoid things. That's when the ego comes up, and that's when you can really get past it and experience the greatest transformation. And so BioCybernaut was that for me where I got to train my alpha brainwaves in different parts of my brain, which has a lot of incredible benefits to creativity, IQ, emotional intelligence. I uh, was able to also simultaneously release a lot of trauma, pain, any negative emotions that I had that were linked and anchored to people in my life or my business or certain experiences. I was able to neutralize a lot of that uh, by doing a deep forgiveness process. Um yeah. And, yeah, it just really helped our relationship and, and just my mental performance, I'd say. I'd say that it's been now, I think, two months since we did that experience, and I'd say my my, my thinking is more clear, and I just have more calmness in my day-to-day life, more mm-hmm. presence from that experience.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that Biosignor Not was also um, probably, yeah, the most beneficial self-development experience. Um, for me, the greatest benefit was just going through the forgiveness process. And it's pretty amazing how it it works because when you're hooked up to all of these electrodes and you're in a high alpha state, it's in a high alpha state, you know, you're no longer subject to your your little perspective. you know, in the day to day, most of us are functioning on a, a, a you know beta brainwave state. Medium beta state. And, you know, we're limited to our own perspective on how we see things. Um, but when you're in a high alpha state, you know, you're able to raise your level of consciousness and you're able to see things kind of like from a bird's eye view. And you can kind of remove yourself from the situation and see things for what it is instead of how it appears to be from your limited perspective. And so that's really powerful when you're going through a forgiveness process because if you're not, you know, in this alpha state, hooked up and all that, you know, if you're just sitting here and trying to go through it, you can just say, Yeah, I forgive you, and go through the motions that you think are forgiveness. But there's still usually that charge there because you didn't really truly forgive. Um, and for me, I learned how to truly forgive uh, and what that process entails. And for me, it was really you have to walk through the other person's shoes I had to walk through the other person's shoes objectively and see you know from the beginning like how did they grow up how were they raised because we all know like your childhood really significantly affects how you show up as an adult and who you are and what you do Um, and so walking through that their footsteps and seeing how they would have seen life and um, trying to understand that a little bit more and once I was able to do that, I could say like, yeah, like no wonder they did that or no wonder they said that. Um, doesn't mean that I condone the behavior or that I agree with it or that I accept it. It just means that I could see how it ended up going down that path. And it's from that place of understanding that I was actually able to truly have empathy and love for that person. And that's how the charge was dissolved. That's how true forgiveness was able to take place because it came from a place of understanding and a place of like no longer separation. The separation is ego. Separation is what divides us all. And um, and so that was really powerful for me because I had You know, I had gone through a lot of forgiveness work that I didn't even know I had. You know, I thought I didn't have baggage. I mean, we (laughs) all have baggage, but it's so liberating to be free of that and to not have any animosity or any um, any charge towards anyone or anything. And it's just, yeah, I just, it's it's freeing. Mm.
2: And you know, what's powerful, I'd say, about or not compared to a lot of the other personal development we've done. A lot of personal development is like information. It's like Educational you go there you take notes, but then you have to apply it and it's not until you really apply it that you get results from it Biosybernaut is like training. It's it's You being there in this chamber with electrodes attached to your head doing the work applying implementing forgiving you know raising your consciousness, you know Training your alpha brainwaves and all of that and that has a permanent effect on rewiring your brain, so that's that's why I'd say it's one of the most powerful ones. Is like the permanent effect of what you accomplish there, versus other seminars have been great. Books, resources, courses, all of that. Um, you know, Tony Robbins is Unleash the Power Within is great because it's not just information; it's actually an experience of conditioning your states, conditioning uh, you know your physiology, your focus, your language patterns to be in high performance states. So, things like that, I, I think I've always gotten the most from when I look mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Next one. How long have you two been together? So,
3: one. pretty soon in May, it will have been seven years.
2: Yeah. So seven years, It goes by fast.
3: Yeah. <laughs> almost a decade.
2: Yeah, it's insane. It's insane to even look back, you know, when we look back at pictures and videos yeah. and we've Got a lot on Instagram, but, you know, even on YouTube as well, just to look back and seeing all the experiences that we had and just kind of where we were
3: mm-hmm. seven
2: years ago.
1: Amazing
3: how much we've grown in our relationship. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, like, looking back and just seeing how we were such babies and so unconscious, too. Like, that's one thing we learned is just we've seen our development in, as individuals but also as a couple and seeing how we went from such a state of unconsciousness to a much higher state of consciousness, and there's always room to grow, of course. We're going to continuously grow. Um, But just seeing how, you know, we yeah, there's certain things that we did or certain things that we were into that just come from a lower state of consciousness. So this this the fact that we both value growth has really been incredible for our relationship because we've grown so much over seven years. Like you can't recognize even a year ago. We just, you know, our friends and family wouldn't be able to recognize us you know, in conversation because of all the things that we've done.
2: Definitely our values have changed a lot, just the direction of our lives where we're no longer, you know, even pursuing success as much and more in a phase of just going back to what we said about living more in the present moment and like enjoying our lives and cultivating other aspects of life, which has been really great. A lot of spiritual growth and development. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm sure we'll look back us today seven years from now and be like, like wow we were babies, babies and unconscious <laughs> back then too so yeah, it's just yeah. always fun to look back when you sure. when you do that but that's just part of growth okay, okay this is the last one okay the last question and then we'll wrap it up and again we've got the other part in the description that you guys can watch if you want to continue this we've got a lot of other questions that we already answered we
3: more of us if you can handle more
2: <laughs> okay so how do you keep your relationship fun and new when you both work from home
3: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that is something that you have to be uh, very conscious of and actively try and keep things fun and new because, you know, we all know about the law of familiarity. And if you're around something long enough, you'll soon take it for granted. It's just, it's kind of human nature. And same goes for couples, right? And we have been working from home together for a long time now and we've been traveling the world together and oftentimes we are in small hotel rooms and you know you're not getting much space so we are together and around each other you know almost 24-7 and um, so I I guess number one is like you do have to create some separation and some space. Uh, It's important to take time apart. Uh, to have some independence if you are constantly together like yeah you can be buddy buddy and it can be all fun but you need to have some alone time for yourselves to find yourself and then you can come back recharged and something bring something fresh to the table Um, so for me I mean I would say like I've as the feminine in this relationship and we both have masculine and feminine I don't even want to get into the polarity thing but um, as a feminine, I like to, I like to add some variety and bring, you know, variety is the spice of life. So I like to spice things up, whether it is, you know, let's, let's do something. Let's like have a date night. Let's look like, 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 let's do something fun. Let's transform the living room into like a tent and like do something crazy or like just even changing up my look has been really fun for us. And, um,
2: she's great at that she loves you love to dress up and different hairstyles and
3: and it's because he appreciates it like he loves it when i have a new hairstyle or when i you know buy a new outfit and so i'm always trying to like change that up because that adds a lot of variety to our relationship there's only so much he can do as you know you wear the t-shirts and shorts every day (laughs) right there's a lot more that i can do a lot more that i have at my fingertips and so that's a part of it And I think a part of it is like, you know, we also, we plan dates and we, we create date night and we make that a priority for us. Um, Stefan's really great at just planning, okay, we're going to go and he organizes, like, we're going to go on a hike and then we're going to have dinner and he um, he finds fun things for us to do. And um, and yeah, so that's part of it.
2: Yeah, you know, and it's interesting because I'll share a few things that we do, but I was just thinking, you know, it used to be just going back to this dopamine subject. I'm going to maybe do another video on dopamine. I did one on my YouTube on how to reset your brain about dopamine detox. Did really well. I think it got over 100,000 views. I want to do it again because I have some new distinctions around it. But as I've been on this journey, I've noticed like before I remember like because the question was, how do you like keep things new and exciting mm-hmm. for me? I was so, like, addicted to dopamine that I always had to do something new. Yeah. And, and I was never just, like, satisfied with doing nothing and just, like, be you know, sitting around. Like, even, for example, on dates, um we'd always have to do something different, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, we're gonna go on this hike, and then okay, we've done that hike, now we're gonna go to this golf course, and okay, now we've done that, now we're gonna go we to do it once. Yeah, yeah, versus, na- and that's the dopamine of like yeah. always needing something new. More. Whereas now what I've realized, it's not about, that's, that's the dopamine addiction, more, more, more. Whereas now I'm like, okay, I'm trying to find ways to experience the pleasure and the fun and the variety and, and just the joy, in the same thing, right? So it's like doing the same thing. Hey, yeah. yeah, like let's just do that walk again and again every day, but yeah. let's find ways just to, to get pleasure and joy out of that rather than needing something new. Because uh, I used to, I remember like one summer in Vancouver a few years ago, I just like, there was, it was like a beautiful day and it was like, there's nothing to do. But And I was bored. But that was only because my brain always needed something new. It like needed, like I'd done everything there was to do, which I really didn't. But that's what I thought in my brain. Instead of like just finding ways to enjoy just, yeah, going back and doing that hike again. And every time you go back and do that hike, you get something different from it. You know, so I'd say that's a difference in how my brain has changed. I'd say over the last year or two as I've kind of done this work of resetting my brain.
3: And again, the way that you can find, you can enjoy the simple things and doing the same thing over and over again is just by being present. Mm-hmm. Because say sure. we go on the same walk every single day. Well, is it really the same walk? No, it's a new day. There are different animals in the ocean. There are different people passing you by. There's a different scent in the air. You know, like every single day, you'll never get right. yesterday back. Yesterday's in the past. Today's a new day. And so even though you might be doing the same thing, the same activity, the same actions you can experience it for the first time because it is the first time you're experiencing that moment that moment only happens once you can't re-experience a moment from the past you can only experience it again for the first time
2: so it doesn't need to be anything big it used to be something big but now when you're present it's little things right so you when you're present it's like little things you get pleasure from it's 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 just noticing things you didn't notice previously rather than having like, it be like a new environment, a new activity, a new hobby that has to make things fun and exciting and new and engaging in our relationship. So, and I think that's, that's a key thing. Even just, you know, being together when you know someone so much, you've been around that person so much, still finding and things within yourself and exploring you and you exploring me. Mm -hmm. That's also, you can get a lot of variety from that, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, that's kind of like the way I look at it a little bit more now. So a lot of the things are smaller. But also, like, I, I think one thing for us is because the last few years we've been traveling and we haven't had a home, we've kind of like living in Airbnbs and hotels and things like that, I found that we almost get too much variety. yeah, And we kind of crave the comfort yeah. and the certainty. And so sure. um, we, you know, it's not it hasn't been too difficult for us because yeah we we can travel just going outside in a new country, having a new home is like a lot of variety that just makes things exciting there um, but, when you,
3: when you when you when you have too much variety, you yeah. crave comfort when you have too much comfort, you crave variety so we yeah so for us, we were on an extreme with having so much variety, so what would happen is that when we were just at home we would just want to be at home and we would just not we wouldn't want to go out we wouldn't want to go and do a bunch of things cuz we just wanted to stay and keep things simple
2: yeah yeah so i'd say you know for us we we enjoy being at home a lot cuz we get comfort from that and just being together and um you know we watch different shows at times we Got you know, got the Nintendo Switch to play Super Mario Brothers once I in a guess while. The answer is, I mean, like the,
3: the we, truth we, is, we
2: are creative with a lot of things too.
3: Yeah, but I think the truth is that you you have to like create intimacy in your relationship. And intimacy doesn't have yeah. to have doesn't have to mean sexual relations. It means into me you see. And when you have into, like take the time to do that with your partner. Take the time to look into their eyes and like to get to know them and their heart and experience them. Fully and understand who they are, and just because you met them seven years ago, you know they're a no different person today than they were when you first they first met you. And have you been meeting them for the first time over and over again, or have you just you felt like you've met them once and then that's enough? Like you have to reintroduce yourself to your partner, um, and uh,
2: and you you almost have to approach your partner. As if, like you said, meeting them for the first time, because when you're with someone so much, oftentimes you already create this identity for them and and, and you kind of put them in a box and this is who they are and this is what they like and what they don't like and this is what they do and this is this look that they make or whatever it is, you are creating that instead of allowing that person you know, approaching that person without those preconceived notions and beliefs mm-hmm. and stepping into this person as, like, hey, who is this person now, today, yeah. in this yeah. present moment? And can I put aside all of that yeah. and just be with this person, yeah. and not be in my mind, and my head, with all these attachments and this yeah. identity that that I think they are? Because sure. this, they're more than that. And seeing your soul and your spirit and just who that person is—that's
3: what keeps things new and exciting. Yeah. And I would say, like, that's the hardest part of being in a long-term relationship is that over the years you start to accumulate all of these preconceived notions about what this person is what they do what what that look means and these judgments or these assumptions about them because oh i know them so well because i've been with them for so many years and that creates the filter that now you see that person through this filter of all these things that you assume about them instead of understanding that every day is a new day and just because they were doing that yesterday or just because they did that a month ago doesn't mean that they're going to be like that today maybe they're a new person today so give them a fresh start give them a new chance a new opportunity
2: because otherwise your belief of who they are is actually not even allowing them to change or be anything other than that so if you if you even have an issue with your partner and you're like you always do this Mm -hmm. but it's like by you believing that they are this way you're actually not even allowing them to change or make progress outside of that because you're just kind of keeping them stuck based on how you perceive that person so it's so interesting how we can affect the other person uh, with our beliefs and our perceptions of them and the identity identity that we have for them instead of having that awareness and and catching that and being yeah. aware from that and actually putting that aside so that this person can grow. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, yeah, the presence piece is so key. Yeah, cute. And,
3: and, and like I believe that everyone can change. You know, for people sure. who say that, oh, you know, you can't change or like once a cheater, always a cheater. Like, I don't believe that at all. Like that's actually a, crazy because when you think about it, like look how much, you know, I've changed so much in one month, in one year, in two years, in five years, anyone can change. Any behavior can change, any action. Um, so you have to give your partner an opportunity to grow and develop into the person that he or she wants to be without without your you know why make it harder on them by placing the judgments and stereotypes of limiting them from who they used to be yeah
2: (laughs) hopefully this makes (laughs) sense for you guys we're going a little bit deep and philosophical here but um yeah hopefully that you know we we take a simple question that's one thing about us we actually have these deep conversations all the time like we'll just kind of sit and just like talk about life and talk about psychology talk about human behavior behavior. we just we talk uh, that's one of our favorite things to do we're both very deep and philosophical and we'll just kind of sit there and talk and uh yeah so you kind of got a glimpse glimpse of what we're like in that way too so that's this video i'm not sure how long we've gone on for quite a while we do talk a lot um, but uh, we want to thank you guys for your questions and hopefully you guys enjoyed the answers and got a chance to get to know us a little bit more on a personal level. Um, if you guys want to watch the second part of this video, the link will be in the description on the Tatiana James YouTube channel. That, that's where you guys can watch and listen to some of the other responses and we'll also link to some of the previous ones that we've done here as well if you want to continue to get to know us. But we thank you guys so much for being subscribers and fans and followers of our work. Um, We appreciate you guys for that. And uh, subscribe here on Project Life Mastery, Tatiana James, for more of our content. Otherwise, thank you guys so much. We'll see you again soon. Take care.
1: Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast.